0: Welcome to The Main Ingredient. I'm Kevin Bergen. Great weekend here in Winnipeg because the Barbecue and Blues Festival is on this weekend. And also, the Winnipeg Beer Festival is on next weekend, and the forecast looks awesome for that. So today, Christian Christensen and Chris Karpansky from Brazen Hall, who will be at the Winnipeg Beer Festival, are here to talk candidly about the closing of a Winnipeg institution, which was a roundtable restaurant, and the birth of a great new kitchen and brewery, Brazen Hall. How did you guys meet? How do you guys know each other?
1: Well, we didn't and we'd never met, right? Okay, so, hang on. Yeah. Before this
0: restaurant opened, you didn't know each other. We did not know nope. each other. Roundtable Table all. Days you
1: didn't know each other. Nope. I had I had for my time going into Earl's never met a manager at Earl's. I had been in and out of restaurants all my life. I yep. worked in his area actually. I worked I ran Auto Trader, and so I was. Did you really? Yeah. So I was like when it was in print form. When it was in print form, yeah. Get out of here! For wow. sure. I used to live in that thing, I, and for many years, I you know I was part of it. I should say really. Yep. A lot of people involved in a big company like that for sure. Um, and so we met because I had decided that it was you know in twenty in two thousand nine. We got. I got into this restaurant business with my dad mm-hmm. with the thoughts of helping him get out. Meaning that he was going to retire. It was just his plan.
0: Like you were going to take it over.
1: No, I was going to help him get rid of it.
0: And you didn't. You didn't want any part of the restaurant industry. Well,
1: uh, no, I didn't. It, I didn't see it as a long-term plan for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and what changed was my dad and I were able to. Well, my dad was able to help me buy the land um, because he had a great relationship with the t- landlord. Mm-hmm. And so when that happened, suddenly it became a business opportunity, not a family thing. And so when that happened, and that would have been twenty. 12 that we bought it but in 2011 we were saying what do we do here right and how chris and i met was i finally made that decision i got to do this but what i realized I'm not a restaurant guy. Mm-hmm. I've never really been in the restaurant business, although everybody presumes I have. For sure, that's I what happened. I would think. I owned a telephone company for most of my life. I've worked with Auto Trader, and then I, you know, I sold some coupons uh, as a kid for the schools, <laughs> right? Whatever they were. Yeah. So um, what happened was I realized that there was no way that I was going to build a brewery and a restaurant without the greatest brewer and the greatest restaurant operator. And right. That's all there was to it. And unless I could find the two of them, I wasn't going to proceed. No pressure there. None right? whatsoever. None. I'm a good business guy, yep. I, you know, but but the reality is I know what my strengths are and what my weaknesses would be. So how did you know he was the
0: guy? How did how did this meeting take place? I
1: went to someone else who knew the two of us and said, "Hey, um you would know anybody because I started doing the research. And I was looking, and I knew it'd be really hard to find somebody mm-hmm. because people are fixed in what they're doing, and if and if they're good, someone else is trying to hang on to them. Yeah, the really good ones tend to move on to something else." Right. Because it's a tough industry. It's mm-hmm. a long hours and all that, right? So the really great ones actually do a great gig in it and then move on. And, uh, and then this person said, well, actually, I know a guy. Uh, let me talk to him. And that was Woody. Yeah. And Woody yep. connected us.
2: Yeah. It's, it's crazy. We, uh,
1: and now we're dating.
2: We're dating. <laughs> you know, we, uh, we, we have a lot of shared friends. Yep. We know all the same people never met him. It's crazy. Like the seven degrees of never even saw him. Nope. Couldn't tell you what he looked like. And when we did actually meet, uh, we met, we met on a Sunday night at a restaurant. We did have an initial meeting. Yeah. And then we did have a a second meeting on a Sunday night. And what's really great about this relationship is we, we did this all on an original handshake, just old school business. Yeah. Just looked at each other and said, let's do this. We're going to do it. And, uh, Ever since that day with all the uh, trials and tribulations and peaks and valleys and the pressure and it's never wavered since that day. We've never worried about the partnership or anything, you know, money is often an issue Mm. and all that stuff and... You know, when you're both uh, eating wiener water soup, it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, you can, that's you can share the wiener. It's yeah, no big yeah. deal. You can get a solid two weeks out of it. Wiener water <laughs> soup. I love it. It's, it's, a, it's a lot to open up something like this. Yeah. So it's, yeah. uh, there's a lot. And you, I would never do this by myself. There's just no. not a chance. There's, no there's to too many moving parts, myself. eh? Absolutely. Well, it's, and... Go ahead. Yeah, well,
1: we're we're up against uh, an amazing uh, group of restaurants in the city, mm-hmm. and I say that in that you know you got to cut your little slice in the pie, right? And so you've got great competitors, and I say that with such honor of quality of businesses out there that do a good job. The bar has been raised, so in the day where, and I and don't get me wrong, I think my dad in the early seventies opened up the round table. In the 80s, he opened up Grapes. Amazing grapes creativity. Grapes killer in the 80s. Amazing right? You guys histories. dominated the for 80s sure. and 90s too. Well, he did. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I was just out on my bike playing hockey <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So I, no, <laughs> I don't get any credit for that. So what happens though, is that today though, adding technology, market strategy, the the business layer is much stronger for sure. than it would have been in those days. It was a mob paw strategy in the day. Right. So there are some great companies that do a great job and it's raised the bar. And the reality is one guy, even two guys, can barely keep up. So, you know, it's all about our people. It's about making relationships with you. It's it's key, mm-hmm. right? And yep. so it's how do we define, you know, I'm sure we're going to get to those questions, but... How do we turn this into something, right? Big time. But the trust thing was huge for us. And I was, I'm of old school. You know, I think of my grandpa. That's who set my rules of old school business. It's handshake. It's honor. Take the hit. If you screwed up, don't question it. Just keep going, right? Because at the end of the day, at your funeral, nobody's asking how much money you have, right? Totally, 100%. Right, that's the reality.
0: Yeah. Do you think you would have this kind of relationship with someone that wasn't close to your age? Like, you know... Basically, we're all the same age here. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Do you think yeah. a younger a younger person would have I'm this the kind youngest. of... Yeah, the youngest <laughs> he's going yeah, 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 to rub that in. Yeah, down. he's going
1: to rub that in. i have no gray hair guy.
2: And you, you could be 10. I don't know. You're a good-looking guy.
1: <laughs> so um, uh, that's a good question. Uh, it would be difficult for somebody much younger to be able to do what Chris has to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's somewhere in the middle, I'm sure there's great Mm -hmm. talent out there, people that can do it, they would do it their way differently. Mm -hmm. So the question would be, could I sync up with that person? And, you know, um, it takes a tough person because I'm very direct. Chris is strong. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't wobble. So I, him and I can have really solid, honest, great conversation. We're never arguing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. We get into deep stuff. We're talking about millions of dollars invested. We're talking about 75 employees. We're talking about our wives and our children. And we just pound through it like warriors together.
0: Is that ever daunting? You know what I mean? You've committed to the project. All the things that you named are depending on you for their livelihood. Mm-hmm. Does it ever, is it ever daunting that, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, we got all this responsibility, <laughs> yeah. like, you oh, sucker,
1: yeah. you came in this with me yeah. and now, now oh, yeah. we're going. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh we have, yeah. We're feeding each other's children. I mean, yeah, that's, that's how yeah. important this is and, and all our employees. And yeah. I was, it was so cute. We had a guy in a meeting yesterday. I didn't even know he had kids and he was talking about his kids and we were saying, you know, Chris was saying, wow, the thousands of dollars in sports costs for my children. And I looked across the table to someone else who was just saying he had kids. And I was like, wow, yeah, look at that. That guy's young, but mm-hmm. he probably isn't. It just looks young because I'm old, you know, but it, it's really important that we are a real team.
0: More with Christian and Chris from Brazen Hall when the main ingredient returns. The craft beer industry is booming here in Winnipeg. Trailblazing companies like Fort Gary Brewing and Half Pints were brewing great craft beer when it really wasn't easy to do so. Roll ahead to 2017, and these two breweries have blazed a trail for many more to open now that the laws have changed that made it easier to open a brewery, but that doesn't mean it's easy. Chris and Christian from Brazen Hall are here talking about how things happen for them. You both have strong personalities. Why do you think you get along so well? Like Usually, when two people
1: have strong wills, when they butt heads, it's big, right? I'm going to tell you that, and I'm going to speak on behalf of Chris. He doesn't have ego, so he's easy to deal with, right? Yep. I don't have any issue with It's not like he's competing. Right. So when we have a conversation, I hope that I can give that back to him because I think that's the point. It's never about me. It's never, a, I would I would say that Chris would say it's not about him. Right. It's about doing it for each other and our families and doing it as a team. Right. You're looking at the big and, picture. And we're
2: trying to, you know, be smart about sticking with the, the strengths of mm-hmm. each other as well, right? You mm-hmm. know, Christian is more business experience as far as outside of the restaurant industry, and that's a big part of what we're doing right now, from you know legalities to permits to investing to leasing to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I have been trained for years and years in what I know. And, uh, I, I tend to stick with that. And when I feel that that's has more of a solid foundation, then I try to wander into his space a little bit. Mm-hmm. But off each other, right? Yeah. We're doing. learning from each other yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: That's good. Okay. So before we talk about Brazen Hall, let's talk about the end of the round table. So sure. what brought that to an end? What made you decide that, you know, it's time.
1: Forty something years. I mean, the round table was an amazing history. I mean, I am the, the best part of the round table is I think of all those birthdays and anniversaries and all those special moments, and we still hear the conversations. I heard a conversation today from a table, two tables over, talking about their history at that location. Yeah, it's cool. and that is beautiful, mm-hmm. right? And so, the reality is, and I've said it to people, you know, to uh, as a metaphor, a 1957 Chevy being rebuilt exactly the same way in 2017. Mm-hmm. How many people would buy it? The reality is, is some would, for nostalgic reasons, getting sure, collector. cool collectors, whatever that. But remember, as of 2017, it's not a collector anymore because it's just like the old one. Right. The old one's even more a collector. Right, because, yeah, it's, right. a, it's a new car. It's a new car. Right. So the interest would actually probably grow with the really old ones. Right. So that's kind of what happens is over time, things just you have to evolve mm-hmm. or devolve. And in this case, Roundtable, it, it's possible we could hash this out for days, that it should have gone through a transition 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. It started to transition to be ready for these things. But it didn't. It had a unique building, low ceiling, those rooms. And it was in a, in a business. Steak is an expensive product today. And so, you know, I'm not certain. It has two things about it. It is uh, expensive protein, and it is also protein that really people are learning to manage to limit.
0: Yo, watch out for those chairs, yeah, brother. Yeah, those kinds of chairs. They kill you here. <laughs> Let me. So- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man injures himself at CGOB yeah. on, on chair. Um, it, so it really was that it, it was, when when's the right time, right? And maybe there was a better way. We did do a huge investment in the round table uh, um, about five years ago. I did after buying it from my dad mm-hmm. and and did it. And then I redid the bar. And the reality was, was the ra- round table dining rooms were all redone. Carpets, walls, ceilings, floors, fireplaces, the works. Um, we, had, we were buying the best beef, amazing stuff. Um, and the business was maintaining itself, um, but it wasn't going to grow. Right. And the bar was exploding. Mm-hmm. And we realized that what we saw was people going to the round table, suddenly walking into the lounge and liking it there maybe a little more. Mm. So that's where we learned a little bit about the quality of food in an old brew pub environment.
0: Right. Yep. Was your intention when you
1: bought it off your dad mm-hmm. to leave it as a round table? Like, of course, no. you know, you, know,
0: you it, knew that, that I, I'm going to change it in some Well, I,
1: I had thought that I would. The reality is is that I thought that I would transition somewhere into something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have looked at making it into condos, hotels, everything. I've been through the gamut. What's the right thing for 800 Pemina Highway? Right. That's what it was. The right. building's older. Building needed work. Mm-hmm. We'd had problems with it. So we knew, knew that that had to happen. So sometimes you're better off knocking it right down. Right. Um, we did a good job of studying it, and we realized that we could gut it and, and do well with the structure. Right. And that saved us probably a million five by keeping the building for our next project. So um, it was time. It just was time to move forward. And um, one of the indicators was when everybody got into small plate. Small plate was the start of bar dining. Yes. And, and it's also where the bars have all died because the bars don't have food. And people want to eat and drink, and they don't care what you call it. Give me an environment where the food is great, right. the drinks are great, and the staff are great.
0: You know, right. And people now don't take anything less. That's right. Right, Like I said, they they, right. they, they know what they want. They know what good ingredients are. They know where yeah. you get them from. And if you don't if you don't hit that bar, they're out to, yeah, some, they're to like so 10 educated. other places that have it. So right? much
1: smarter now. You're right.
0: Right. So after all the ideas, condos and whatever else you thought. Yeah. The area, by the way, I think is fantastic because there's tons of parking. It's easy to get to. Right. You know, there's some construction going on right now. But once that's done, it's going to be like stellar to get in there. You oh. know, it's in and out. So easy. Right. What made you decide... There's a term. There's a brewery. There's a brew pub. You guys kind of separate yourself from that. You refer to yourself as a... A kitchen kitchen and brewery and brewery right and what's the reason for that
1: well we uh, we uh, well so in 2011 2012 I was doing a lot of traveling I'd been doing traveling with Auto Trader 3 North America regularly so the brew pub thing was an old hat for me mm-hmm. I'd seen it everywhere and I couldn't believe we weren't doing it here mm-hmm. but that's five seven years ago 10 know, years ago even. I know crazy hey? right so <laughs> what happened was I jokingly I used to do tip it Tuesday at the bar I invited all my buddies down and we just sat and we tasted some booze and had snacks and a really good friend Brian Gibson I uh, I jokingly said, you know, Brian, I'm going to build a brewery and he literally wrote a check and handed it to me basically and said, well, I'm in, let's do it. And that really was, was one of the key little moments yep. when I was like, really? He's like that quick, you know, and I'd been thinking about it forever. So then I got into the regulations, and we were ahead of it. So 2016 is when the laws changed. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, warriors like the half pints guys who have wo- blazing trails there, man. Man, at a time when nobody was trying to help them. I totally. mean, the government. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's like government stopped the water tap for them almost, right? Mm-hmm. So those guys deserve huge kudos for being awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, so that was the moment I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. So I got a real estate guy. We started looking for properties all over the place. And the reality was was one of the challenges with the round table was we had expanded it to so big it was too big for a restaurant in 2017. Really? Yeah, it's 8,000 square feet. It's yeah, twice it's the enormous. Size, probably twice the size of a Boston pizza. Holy smokes! You know, I yep. think they'd sit in the four five thousand, which is typical of restaurants mm-hmm, today, mm-hmm. and that's everywhere from California to New York. That's the, kind of the sizing. And that's part of that is how many people do you need to have in a building to make it look full mm-hmm. so that people keep coming in? Right, right? it can't be
0: empty. Otherwise, everybody's like, where's everybody? Right, no one
1: ever goes there. And you can't build a business for Saturday night, which is what the round table was basically built on because mm-hmm. that's all it needed to be in the 70s, 80s. If you had two big nights, you were doing great.
0: Right, nowadays, no.
1: You need every night. Right, yeah. so all of those things came into the process, and suddenly we re- realized wow, our footprint's actually pretty amazing. So what would it take to transition this? And at that same moment, we had to get into branding, concept, everything. And that's been the hardest part is the intellectual part of our business. Because, mm-hmm. you know, making hammer swing and doing all those pieces, that was not half as hard as doing it in the process of making decisions. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we gutted that building. We took every strip of wood off. We took all the nails out of them. And we repurposed anything and everything we could. And just lots of fun that went into it to get it to what it is. Yeah.
0: Sports, news, and weather on tap next, then more with Brazen Hall Kitchen and Brewery on the main ingredient on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to the main ingredient, Chris and Christian from Brazen Hall Kitchen and Brewery located at 800 Pemina Highway. They're here talking about their great
1: restaurant and brewery. What is left in that building that is round table? Besides the structure itself. Oh no, there's the whole, one of the whole ceilings yep. is all the wainscoting. We have split it, we finished it differently. It's gorgeous in the ceiling. It's one mm-hmm. of the nicest features in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um... A couple of the urinals. <laughs> Actually only one. Somebody broke it when we were putting which it. Which one? Which one? Yeah, right? I'm not telling you. You gotta try them both. Yeah. Tell me if there's a difference. And um and then there's some of the mantles that we've repurposed into the structure of the bar. Yep. Yeah. And bar, the, the the wood is, is awesome. Isn't it gorgeous? It's so big. Yeah.
0: And it's just it's yeah, it's gorgeous. It it's, looks really good.
1: So it's interesting, you know, is it a restaurant? Is it a bar? What is it? Well, really, at the end of the day, it's just a great place to go and eat and and drink and have fun and meet with your friends and, and, you know, whatever.
0: Mm -hmm. It's wide open, but there's a a couple areas that you have that are very, yeah, that are kind of private, you know,
1: to do certain things. That was in the plan, too. You guys planned that? We did. And, you know, we used... So what we did is we also knew that because we're up against great businesses in the market, we hired some of the greatest... pros out of L.A. to help us design those details. Okay, they did a great job. They did a great job, yeah. Yeah. And what was great about them was they were involved, but they also let us be a little personal about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so a lot of it is Chris and I or whoever just saying, let's change this over here. This looks better. And that was really cool. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. They
2: kept the original round table, the only... Round table of the round table. Oh,
1: you mean the actual yeah. table? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. We that,
0: it. that table is in that little area, that little, uh, there's, there's two tables there. Yeah, yeah. And it's the one on the yeah. right that has that's, the the logo and stuff that's on That's right. right, that's the yeah. one, yeah. yeah. yeah so all
1: like the tables chandelier. are... Chandelier. The chandelier in there, yeah. that's right, yeah. There are lots of little bits and pieces here and there. Uh, we've built two jockey boxes or, or two portable bars for when we do golf tournaments and all those things. Yep. Like when we saw you. Those are built strictly from the old wood as well. Are oh, they really? So we basically use that old wood for just about anything we do.
0: You guys use that at uh, Flatlanders, right? We did, yeah. yeah you used that at DLC right That's before right. Flatlanders. Yeah, it's almost like a party, a party box. It
1: is. We built another one. My wife and I built another one at my farm. <laughs> yeah. Four days ago for really? a friend's wedding. That's awesome. Yeah, like we needed another one. We were at the Gimli Icelandic Festival. We were at a personal thing. We were, you know, we were all over the place. So we needed to have enough of them.
0: It's killer. Um, Brazen Hall, the yeah. name. How'd you come up with it? What does it mean? Was that a lot of work, too? Was that a, uh, hey, what were, were you before it was Brazen Hall? Did you have other names?
1: Oh, we, we did, yeah. Right. We had a couple. <laughs> I like his face. We, well, Manitoba... Um, it is daunting. The Mani- That's the yeah, daunting part. It is. The Manitoba name, companies registered our name and then registered it again for someone else. What? What yeah, are you so talking about? first name yeah. got registered twice, and the difference was we were a restaurant and bar, and the other one was Jazz Club. But a jazz club's going to sell food and liquor, maybe. So suddenly, we had two places opening at the same time with very similar names. So we had to actually gas our original name.
2: Get which out was? Here. What which are the was, chances
1: of that? Which was kind of awesome because. What was the original we, name? Oh, what was the original name? We can't tell you, man. Can't we can't tell you, him? and we really like you now. <laughs> actually, though, I, I love the shirt. It might fit me. <laughs> um, actually, um, do we tell them? Tell me. Yeah, yeah, light eye. So we had talked a lot about making it citizen hall. Okay, yeah, what was the reason behind that? Well, we, you know, here's the thing: you can't get very local with food in Manitoba. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say that, but it's the details of food. So our proteins are Manitoba Mm -hmm. chicken and pork and lots of great products. Right. But seasonally, we have a challenge with having certain certain other produce. Annually, we can get carrots, potatoes, you know, the onions, those things. But in the volumes we need, it's very hard to be personal in the kitchen or local. So we do a good job of searching that, and we're going to continue to do a better job of it. But we wanted to be local, and we thought, how do we be local? Well, our history as a province is not celebrated very much, but if you dig into it, it's got some really amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it actually falls back into the Brazen Hall story, which we we you know. The, the difference was we were going to focus on this history of who's who and what in Manitoba. And what we really did is through this battle of, of going to th- through all sorts of things, you know, we didn't mention, but Chris lost his daughter only a few years ago. Oh, did and, you, man? In horrible yeah. period yeah. of his life. Uh, you know, and his, yeah. an effect in his family. 2014. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, and then we have um, another great friend who was involved in the idea of a brewery, which was Brian Gibson, mm-hmm. who also had lost uh, some family. And, um, and we had um, we had a lot of strong people that had somehow come together, and there was just a brazenly battling, warring attitude with people coming out of challenges and wanting to do great things. Mm-hmm. And you know, we talk about sometimes the phoenix, you know, from the ashes. Well, that's not the case here. The, the, there were no ashes for anybody and anything, really. But it was. People learning more about themselves, working through their big, you know, some horrific moments mm-hmm. in their lives, a business having to deal with the transition, um, a dad retiring, a son taking it over, all the things that we went through on top of billions of other things. Mm-hmm. No more or less than anyone else. Mm-hmm. But we decided that that's what we're going to celebrate is our attitude, which is that there's no way we're not going to win. And that's not up against anyone else. Just no, no, Just no, our I like own it. personal lives. Right. We're well, going to do really great things with our families, children, our friends, right? Yep. So getting brazen, getting bold, confident, honest, unabashed, living life to its fullest, that's our motto. I friggin' like that. Right? Yeah, that we we is want really good. to feel
2: that when they walk in, we've looked you know, the hall setting, the way that we have tables of eights for people just to walk in and have a group of eight show up. You know, the the part of uh I guess the you know, you mentioned it the, the strength and the energy, but most of all just knowing that uh they know that we're working really hard every day to produce a product that uh that they'll really like and you know it's really based on the customer experience and yeah. it's just we wake up and we just you know our our problem is that we we want to do everything right right that's lose their mind most of the and time that's <laughs> hard you know yeah. it's hard I, I i have to go to sleep just to stop thinking mm-hmm. you, know, during, they, you know and that doesn't always work yeah i sure so yeah that's that brazen just be bold, confident, and just just know that you could come to our place. You know we're working hard, and yeah. it's a great place for you. Who You know, you might have been working hard all day and just unwind, sit down. It's a great mingling place as well. As you know, it's very spacious, and you see people from across the room, and you can walk around. And it's...
1: Well, we love people. We're in the hospitality business because we love them, right? Yep. And um, uh, probably the hardest part is that really the reality is, is most of what I have to do is in the back of the building Mm. and that's unfortunate Mm -hmm. and I can pull a 16 hour day and never go into the restaurant and I don't even have an office there that so many people are working and doing their things and Chris is of course so busy with developing his people that we now are trying to find moments where we can make sure we're there to see our friends and make new friends because that's Really, at the end of the day, that's what we did this for, right? Right. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; we're not. We're definitely trying to make a living here, so that's. (laughs) You know, it's not just uh, meet and greet, but but the reality is, is that being able to make a living and enjoying meeting people is pretty killer. Hundred percent. Yeah. And then guess what? And then own a brewery. That's That's super cool. (laughs) <laughs> it is it's, it is isn't it oh yeah
2: it, i always wanted to sell worry. beer yeah. actually you yep. know what i you know when i was with earl's they've got very big relationships with the big corporate beer companies and mm-hmm. i always just wanted to sell beer because it looked like so much fun uh, totally yeah instead we're uh we're
1: making it now what's really awesome is when you have a guy named jeremy wells helping mm-hmm. you it's, yeah. it's super easy i'm making beer while i'm sleeping at home that's how awesome i am <laughs> <laughs> so that's a big joke Clearly, it's got nothing to do with us. <laughs> yeah. You know, we set up some of the landscape, right? We got the tanks in the building. But Jeremy is just a killer guy, mm-hmm. a great husband, two beautiful children. and they, it's He's actually, a young dude, huh? part is. this him and his wife's too, right? birthday this week and, you know, lots of great things going on. He's a great guy. And he loves it. And you know, what's great about him, too, is he's got to deal with us. <laughs> so think of that. Think of having guys like that. <laughs> guy. You know what? He's so great at it because he's not he's got no ego. He's about quality. And so you can approach him on any conversation. If you don't like his beer, tell him you don't like it. And he'll figure it out. He'll at least explain it to you. Right. And the reality is is he makes really good beer. That doesn't always mean that it's the kind that we like as people. Right. It's like, you know, I can make you chicken, but if you don't like chicken, it could be the best chicken. Yeah, if but you don't, don't like, like chicken. It. I right. can't do anything about right. it, right? Yep. So that's the same thing with anything we make. But he is an amazing brewer. And there's some beers that are just absolutely world class already that are just you know we, we're we just get about to brand them and go like it's so exciting beer to guard is that the is that oh, I said beer to guard yeah that's what I had on I was there <laughs> it's a great beer that is a great great, <laughs> a great beer. beer like you know yeah,
2: it's a great I, this beer this is the first time I've seen you without a beer in your life actually, <laughs> actually <hang> on, <laughs> me too is that a, hang on is that a sensation Rough Riders company <laughs> no, no, or something no,
1: in no. it <laughs> yeah no that's
0: uh, it was very smooth I, I tasted a little bit of a, like a kind of a banana flavor mm-hmm. in there and
1: yeah I mean you made what you want but that you know people are going to like of right. course right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: ah beer how i love thee let me count the ways more brazen hall on the main ingredient after a quick break welcome back to the main ingredient i'm kevin bergen chris and christian from brazen hall are here and now comes the part where we talk about the great beer they make
1: Right now, we have eight beers on tap, man. That so is hang on, eight. You guys have eight of
0: your beers. Of
1: eight of, of our, our beers. beers on our own taps right now. It's
0: amazing. Okay, so let's talk about your beer. Okay. Okay, so how do we come up the, with the type of beers we make? So let's talk about the eight brands that you
1: make. So it's, here's how it started. Yep. And everybody in any room at any given time will tell you what they think is right on this, of course. But because I was the guy who was responsible for it, I laid out the six that I thought the market would be best ready for. Mm-hmm. And I gave that list to Jeremy and said, Jeremy, take it, massage it, and work on it and turn it into your list. But respecting that we are new to this brewery world mm-hmm. in Manitoba. Um, and not to say we're not, you know, we're clearly wicked beer drinkers, mm-hmm. but we've been drinking a lot of lagers for a very long time. For sure. Like most know. of the world, of course. Yep. And we had to respect that and honor that, of course. Right. And which is what has been done. He makes a great um, blonde uh, ale and he makes a pilsner, mm-hmm. but then he's just, oh, off he went. And so you need a great amber, you need uh, a wheat beer. The beer to Garde is a Belgian style beer.
0: Mm-hmm. Love those. Uh, Love uh, it. You know,
1: then he made a stout and what he did is he. He made it so that it was lighter um, and so that it would be a fun summer thing because really for us to have eight or 10 beers, you got to have a stout. Mm-hmm. But what kind of stout do you start with on July 1st, right? So you make it summery and it's, don't get me wrong, the flavors are amazing. It's almost like an introductory stout. It, it feels like it. it. We call it a summer stout because, you know, there's some technical processes that he does to not make it that thick and really rich, rich styled. Yep. Um, and that's because he knows how to brew beer and it's amazing. And so the beer is like, I, was, I, you know, I wasn't working this afternoon when I had it. So I was not working just to be clear. I went for a haircut that's because you don't work and drink. And then we have a big proponents to that.
2: As long as we drink two ounce tasters. then That's okay, okay. Cause we're sampling and yep. testing,
1: <laughs> testing often. Um, but you I had, had, you had 20 samplers. <laughs> I, had, you know, I had a half a pint of it and I love it. It was so good. Hmm. So. Uh, the beer list starts with the basic marketing understanding of our of our community right and then it allows the brewer to brew beer that he loves and and um and then we marry the two and we listen that's it
2: yes, you know we're. We are in the sales business as well, right? Right. But we are in a new business in Winnipeg. So it's very careful to listen and understand where they're coming from, but not to do the big knee-jerk reactions as well, right? Right. We've been very good at sticking to our business plan right from the start. And uh, we stick to it and we go. And, you know, there's always the calls for, you know, certain beers, especially in the summer, you know, whether... You it can it's,
0: only make so many different... Again, yeah, you we know, don't have a, yeah. you know, calls for everything, but, you know, can only... We
2: can't please everyone. Uh, no, this is a it's different, impossible. It's right. a craft market, right? The difference is you're coming to our place and you're drinking directly from the tank. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? It was just made. You're drinking directly from
1: the tank. So... All the tanks or a few tanks go right to the actual... Four, We have four bright tanks that yep. we use for carbonation and serving tanks. So those four are glycol chilled and chill the line right to the tap.
0: Mm. I pull the tap, it's right it's from start, that tank.
1: You, you can listen to the pump at the back pushing it out. That's crazy good. Yeah. And, That's right? as fresh as it gets. It's yeah. as fresh as you get. And then what happens is when one's getting down, then we keg it off, move it over to our kegs, yep. which is in the cooler... And we then move a new one into the tank to carbonate and we'd start the process again. That's really and cool. And we're just about to start our growlers. So we expect that to start with the next 10 days. Yep. So we'll have our own growlers and all our beers will be available. So we're not limited to just one or two. Yep. You can get any beer on uh, in a growler, which is awesome.
0: Okay. So we really worked on the beer part. Yep. Um, let's talk about the food part. Okay. Let's talk about the mastermind behind the food. Who's cooking the food?
1: Okay. So the food is really the engine. It's mm-hmm. the hardest though. It takes one amazing brewer to brew beer for everybody. Mm -hmm. It takes a team of 30 people in the back to cook for everybody or more. That machine is so special and so key to our business. It's amazing. And the reality is, is that when you walk through the door, you're there for a bottle of wine, uh, a cocktail, a beer or whatever. And that's what's important to you. Mm -hmm. And we want them all to be equally as good. So we're not a brewery with some food. We're not a restaurant with a brewery. We are a full-on kitchen, full-on brewery. Chris takes nothing but like major care on the wine list. Our cocktails, big meetings on improving our cocktails. I mean, we're endlessly working on this. So the kitchen is the big motor. And it is really, really, really important. And so the kitchen is kind of my baby and I've had a lot of food history. Funny enough, you know, I've never been a restaurant guy. But
0: that, literally, you were yeah, talking yeah. just now. I'm going
1: this all this coming from a guy who says I'm not a restaurant. Yeah. I, it's, I, I never dealt with restaurants. It, it, I don't know anything about restaurants. And listen yeah, to you now, yeah, right? Okay, so I got to be careful here. Like I've worked with some amazing chefs over the years. Mm-hmm. And I've taken huge interest. And in my house, I have a kitchen that's a restaurant style kitchen. And I've cooked, and I have a lot of fun. Yep. And I would never compare myself to these wonderful chefs out there. But I have a clear appreciation for quality, and I've, I'm, an, I'm a wicked student when it comes to product. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the quality of steaks or the cuts of steaks, I'm, I've educated myself, and I've spent a lot of time. And that's why I have this belly. Because this is research. We all, we all do. Yeah. Well, mine's a little bigger than yours. So, uh, but I got a couple of years on you. So um, so the food's key. So what we wanted with the food was we realized that in Winnipeg, to build a 225-seat restaurant and sell donuts is very hard. Same thing, though, in anything. In an Asian restaurant, in a, in a German restaurant, in whatever. Hard for someone to come back yeah. consistently all the time for just that one thing. Absolutely. And then add in all of the dietary elements of gluten and dairy and yeah, all these things. No. Yeah. And the reality is, is people are much more cautious. Like you said earlier, they're way smarter. Mm-hmm. They know what they want to eat. They're not asking for whatever. They're very clear what they want. So fresh quality is the real deal. So, you know, we bake our breads. We're not baking our burger bun right now because we weren't happy with it. Mm-hmm. So the team said, okay, bring in a bun for now until we've come up with a great bun. Right. Well, we make a sourdough and a whole wheat bun and just some pure bread. And we make some beautiful things that we do for our own breads. And, you know, we went through almost 10 different types of ground beef to come up with the mix for our burger. Are you serious? Yeah. Like just the perfect mix. And not only that, I won't let them press it too hard because it removes moisture.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. squeezes right? it all the flavor there.
1: Sure. Right. Yeah. So you got to, how do you do these things? Right? right. And how thick should it be? And how fast can it happen? Because the other part, which is Chris's mastermind, said he knows that he should get a drink to you pretty quickly at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And he's got a certain number of minutes before the food starts to feel like it's taking too long. So you, yeah, you are... He's like a
0: machine. I was about to say that. You are... You're a student of the game also, oh, yeah. as far as taking all the years of <clears throat> restaurant stuff that you have done, right? You've run restaurants for a while, to well, apply I've, it to this.
2: 23 years, I've been in the game. <laughs> 23 so, years, wow. wow. It's, uh, it's hard to imagine, actually. But I went... I was uh you know, I look at it I look at it because it's uh you even now training new managers and when I look back when I started, I I did anything and everything and catered out of the backseat of my cars and did washroom <laughs> checks for weddings and That's hilarious. and was a busser and dishwasher and server assistant and learned, you know, and just taught myself about wine and liquor and all that stuff and So it's really great. I have it all in here. Mm -hmm. So that's great to have it all in here. But the real success is to get it out of my head and teach it to the next level and let them use it and better themselves as well. That's the real success in all this, right? Is I I can't be there seven days a week and I can't stand at the door from 1130 to 1 a.m. every day. Uh, I have to transfer the knowledge.
0: Mm -hmm. What's our end game here? Five years from now. What's, a, what's, a, how, how, what's our next major evolution? Like, are we ever going to be canning beers uh, in the LC? Right. Like, what's, what's our vision here?
1: So um, the reality is, is with our expertise as a team, our best option is probably another restaurant. Is that right? Probably. Like, we're talking the same like another Brazen another Hall? Version, probably. Yep. It's possible. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know, right, until you come down to the right location mm-hmm. and you come down with the right team and all that. And then uh, and then no question the brewery will continue to evolve. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it can go anywhere it needs to go really. And the reality is is that Jeremy's good enough as a brewer that we can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there is some you, you know, it's a big market and but we're not in any hurry and that's our luxury, right. right?
0: Let's give people some basic information on where you guys are and what your hours are.
1: Okay. Fort Rouge, Winnipeg, Manitoba. We mm-hmm. love that. 800 Pemina Highway. R3-M2-M7. Not that anybody needs to know that, but it's fun. <laughs> and, <laughs> Just so it. You know. uh, and we are at, of course, brazenhall.ca. Mm-hmm. And um, give us a call at yeah. 204-453-7980.
2: Seven days a week, lunch and dinner. <clears throat> we open at 1130.
1: August 17th, we got a movie shoot. We're closed. Yeah, what are Kristen, you guys, High Rollers now? What is it? Kristen Stewart, Stewart's movie. Laura Dern. Laura are Dern. they going to be
0: in there? Yep, they're yeah. going to be in there. I'm all over. I'm yep. there. Yep. You're going to have yeah. to come and do an interview. <laughs> totally. Who's this guy
1: here? Uh, just ignore it. Lock the doors. Security. Um, so we are closed that one day. Yeah. We don't ever really allow that, mm-hmm. but this is a very unique opportunity, and they liked our place so much they're using our name and everything in the movie. It's basically my living room because I'm there so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks for coming, guys. Our oh, pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Brazen Hall, check him out at 800 Pembina Highway or at the Winnipeg Beer Festival at Fort Gibraltar on August 19th. Thanks for listening to The Main Ingredient. I'm Kevin Bergen, and this is 680 CJOB.